For the last several months, Tracy and I have been working on these uh, bills we've talked to you guys about on other podcasts, and they've been combined into one bill. But I got to tell you something that's been really an eye-opener for us, and that is the fact that I I wondered why uh, CDT codes have been taken away or taken out of the uh, CDT codebook by the ADA. And I think I've got the answer. It's called Frequency. We begin our podcast right there. Welcome, all you wonderful dental podcast listeners, to the My Practice, My Business Dental Podcast Show, where we help dentists profit and thrive with excerpts from the clinical business of dentistry training here at My Practice, My Business. We'll be addressing and answering questions with current trends dentists and their teams face each and every day in their pursuit of this wonderful career we call dentistry. And now, the host of our show, the clinical director at My Practice, My Business, Dr. Rob Thorup. Over the last several podcasts, I've been talking with you guys about uh, Tracy and I working on uh, bills in the Utah State Legislature, and we've been uh, uh, working hard to get some laws, some bills passed into a law, but something happened that was really exciting, and I've got Tracy here with us uh, today on this podcast. Uh, She's my wife and partner, general manager at My Practice, My Business. Uh, Say hi, Trace. Hi, nice to be back. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks for coming back. (laughs) Um, (laughs) We we have to pay her to come. Anyway, it's, uh, it was really interesting. How many, how many takeaways do you think we had that we have had since we've been meeting with uh, all, all, all these representatives from various insurance companies over the last month, month and a half? How many takeaways have we gotten from that? I would say that every single night we sit around the table and talk about everything that we've learned. It's just too much to count. And it's just, it's tough. I mean, we we had one uh, CEO of of one of the insurance companies. He was like, I I never knew this was happening. I didn't even know this existed. and, And he was being honest and sincere. We actually really like him. He's been very helpful as, as a couple of the other reps from some of the other insurance companies. Actually, all of them have been pretty helpful, except maybe one or two. <laughs> <laughs> they, don't, they do not like what we're trying to do for them. But I was sitting there thinking, uh, again, we sit around the dinner table and we chat about stuff, and, and I, I looked at Tracy and I said, Honey, guess what the real problem is? She looked at me, as she always does. <laughs> oh, here it comes. Frequency. The frequency. I about died. Why have dental insurance companies lobbied the American Dental Association to either remove or limit some of the CDT codes that we've had throughout the years? Back in the, back in the 80s, you guys, is when I started school, uh, uh, mid-80s, in, at University of Pacific. And I, it, it was like that's when the AIDS pandemic hit and everybody was shifting to gloves and masks. We didn't understand, you know, the transmission of it. And I still had professors that, and especially in the removal department, that did not wear gloves. But a code came out of that, D1351, which was... The OSHA code. The OSHA code. Why did we have that? Because gloves and masks increased the cost of goods to do dentistry on every single patient we saw. And... When something increased cost of goods, what does every business do? They increase the charges. So that they can 
hit their their direct operating costs per hour so they know what their what their profit margins are. Well, that made sense. I think it was a big whopping, I don't know, somewhere around ten to twelve dollars, maybe fifteen fourteen, fifteen at the most, that we saw insurance companies uh reimbursing on uh per patient. And Boy, doesn't that sound like the uh the COVID PPE charges? Oh geez, don't even get me started with that because uh one of our good friends up north, she called and said, "Rob, you're you're a little, uh, you're a little uh, angry with that PPE <laughs> podcast you did." Uh, so I actually removed it. Full transparency there, and she was right. I was ticked. The ADA really tried to help us out, and what do docs and office managers do? They are conditioned to give it away, to give it away, and insurance companies know this. And they can look, they have algorithms, you guys, that they look at and they see frequency on something. And guess what they do? They're like, oh my gosh, if we could just convince the dental community that this should be included and we tell the lie long enough, then they're going to start to believe it. Yep. I'm seeing it being limited and then it's going to be written off completely. It's really interesting, that algorithm. And I want to go back to that, Trace, in just a second here, because here's what's interesting. Um... So they did away with the 1351 code uh, years ago. Uh, Do we need to bring up anesthetic, local anesthesia? I mean, medical charges for it and veterinary charges for it and uh, chiropractic's charge for it. (laughs) But dentistry, we're supposed to include it. And why is that? Because of frequency. Every procedure we do, we use anesthetic on. Every procedure we were doing included an OSHA code. You guys, composites, composite fills uh, started taking off back when I was in school. And guess what happened? There was a code for acid etch and bonding. It wasn't all-inclusive, and they did away with that one in a heartbeat and included it. And Tracy, what do you think's coming down the pipes now that they are trying to push by bundling what's going to pretty soon be across the board 100% included? I guarantee you it's going to be build-ups. And tell the team what we, what, see, we're looking at things nationally because we have clients that are across the nation and where's the, where, what company and where are they pressing the hardest? So we're looking mainly up in the Northwest. Uh, bundling is something that is common with this insurance company. And of course, that frequency of having multiple buildups with every crown, they're getting sick of it. So the first thing they're going to do is limit it. We saw that about two years ago where they would state that the requirements for payments by the insurance company would be a a quarter of the cusp missing. Uh, The tooth had to be 50%. It's dropped down to 25%, I believe. Uh, Missing tooth structure. Uh, Limitations to no less than two millimeters above the gingival line. And if it didn't meet those requirements, then they would not pay. So there's the first step we're noticing more and more insurance companies are starting to follow suit. And next thing you know, we expect that insurance company to say that buildups are inclusive. And then all the other companies uh, will start following. Now, what's going to be really interesting to see is how many of these companies start including and breaking antitrust laws with the Karen ferguson Act being overturned mm-hmm. the, last year in, in 2020. And now it's supposed to be into effect here in 2021. And actually, in our meetings with the insurance companies, here's another uh, around the dinner table talk. We're actually seeing the insurance companies 
it seems that they're starting to play by those rules. Weren't we noticing that? That they're not talking to each other. Instead of forming a giant alliance with each other, it almost seemed as though they were trying to differentiate themselves from each other. And they're competing against Uh each other. We were were seeing um, Select Health and uh, PHP, EMI. What was another one we saw competing against? They, They literally were saying... You know, we don't bundle, we don't downcode and make you guys write it off. We don't bundle, make you guys write it off. We don't... uh, We either pay it or we don't. We either pay it or we don't was their attitude. That's right. Mm -hmm. And it was like now, because of the McCarran-Ferguson Act being overturned, weren't we seeing like they were being more competitive against each other now? It was fantastic. I loved it. I mean, think about it, docs and uh, office managers. Imagine if... It, this is no different than any other business now. If we see, like back in the day, Blue Cross Blue Shield used to be the bomb.com. They were the ones that we we promoted their company like crazy because they had the highest reimbursement rates. And we would tell everybody that was in any HR department back in the day, hey, you need to sign up. If you want the best insurance, we would often get asked. That was the thing. We got asked all the time, what's the best insurance for my for my employees for our company and it'd be i mean without question we'd say blue cross blue shield are we saying that today <laughs> i'm gonna play the you're, you're not gonna say anything yeah say i'll just say it no we're not so and and it was almost like they're they're getting a little competitive out there which you know competition's a good thing and the free market system's a good thing so i was just amazed at when i realized that, hey, it's all about frequency. We use anesthetic all the time. We use OSHA all the time. Um, Acidic and bonding we were using all the time. I mean, it was like, it it was crazy. Um, And that's where they attack it. So they use their algorithms, and they look and they see how many of of a procedure that they're paying out on, and then, then they'll focus. They'll laser focus on that procedure, and they'll beat us up. And that's where I think we need to... uh, um, you know, step forward, get out of our caves. And I know, uh, I hate to even say this. Do I even go down the association road? I'm going to. The associations, <laughs> Tracy's shaking her head. No, the dental associations, they're the ones that, that should be leading this charge. Now, I'm going to say, yes, they should be leading the charge. But I'm also going to say that they can't do everything. And after our, our uh, UDA executive... Uh, man, has he had his hands full? He's had his hands full this year in other areas of uh, of bills that they're trying to get passed, and and watching other laws that are trying to get on the books that that aren't as healthy for us to have, uh, both for the patients and for the dentists that serve them. They need our help, you guys. They can't do it all. And I'm just going to say, if you're a president of an association or you are on the board. Stop being a stick in the mud. You need to get active. You need to understand what's going on, and you need to, you know, get excited about battling these things. Everybody's so afraid. This was the other takeaway. Everybody's so afraid to push against the insurance companies. And here Tracy and I are at My Practice, My Business. Uh, we're in the lion's den. And what we found is is they're not lions. They are actually... Uh, well, a couple of them are jerks, but we won't go there. But they actually are, they are people that, that if you bring it out and you call them out, 
Just like the American Dental Association has said, bundling is potentially fraudulent. And just like in a podcast or two ago, I told you guys that Tracy went after him and defined fraud and actually asked him, what's your definition of fraud? And she turned the tables on them because they were saying that dentists are committing fraud 4 or 5% by over, you know, overcharging and doing procedures that aren't necessary and penalizing the extra large majority of, of us that are doing the right thing all the time and literally turn the tables on them and pointed out that they are committing fraud when they downcode. If oh. we if we upcode it's a felony. It, if we if it, they downcode it's not. Oh, and it just killed me because if you think about it with with well, I'm just going to use regional block local anesthesia. Local anesthesia was always a separate bill or a separate charge. But what happened? It got bundled. Bundling is fraudulent. Back in 2000, <laughs> which we schooled them on that. We won't say which uh, person there that the sky is blue and it's one of my favorite colors. And I went to BYU and their colors are blue and white. So that I'm not saying what insurance company it was, but I schooled them when they brought up local anesthesia and how it should always be included, always be included. Well, the minute we decide <laughs> to push back and say, no, they're not inclusive, then suddenly we're committing fraud? That just didn't make any sense to me. Yeah, it was, it was absolutely amazing. So I, I, what I'm getting, what I want to pull back to is the fact that, you know, we've got to stop sitting in our caves. We've got to have people who have experience in, in working with, with state legislatures uh, and state representatives, I should say, and, and we have experience in that. We need to help. We need, we need to help and build relationships. And for heaven's sake, some of you dentists out there, why don't you run for office? We, we miss Alan Christensen. He was a pediatric dentist, and his term ended last December 31st. And he was a, 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 just an absolute advocate for things all dental because he understood the problem. But I'm telling you, the insurance companies, they'll get away with anything that they possibly can if we don't call them out on it and do so in a kind and legal and ethical and moral way. Because when we called them out ethically and morally, they reversed course. And they're still trying to protect their business interests, which any business would do that. But because of what we're trying to do, they are, you know, coming to the table. They're like meeting us halfway, which is a, a really good thing. So, um, but they don't want to decrease profits. So when they see codes... When they see things that we do that have high frequencies to them, they start to go after them. Oh, what was the X-rays? That was another one. Um, you want to elaborate on X-rays? Sure. I don't think you guys have noticed this all the time. <laughs> but ultimately, those panos and bite wings, there are frequencies with that. What is the standard of care for X-rays for panos? It's going to be once every three years. What about those bite wings? Usually about once a year. But what happens when those fall on the same day? <laughs> the insurance companies do not want to pay you more than they they uh, negotiated with you, so they're going to come up with their limitations that I mentioned before, which is, eh, it's kind of the same as doing a full mouth series, right off the difference. Yeah, and and here's another thing too. We used to get paid on panels. We our payments were between eighty five and one hundred and ten dollars a panel, and now what are our reimbursement rates at on the average? Oh, forty. Forty-five. Yeah, about forty-five, fifty bucks. Yeah, I would say on average. Isn't that interesting? So again, they see frequencies, panels we take frequently, and of course we take X-rays like crazy. But I'm going to bring up another one that I don't think all you guys are. I I I lectured on this. Uh, 
back in the day on digital imaging and radiography, and they were paying for a code I'm going to share with you. They paid it like an x-ray. It's oral facial images, D0350. And now only, what, a handful of insurance companies will pay on that code? I would say 20%. Yeah. And, but that code, that, that is one of the most important things you can do to prove the need for treatment. Now, what insurance company was it that was making you take an oral facial image to prove the need for buildup? And they've reared their ugly head again. It's Aetna. They started that off, uh, I want to say it's 2017 or 18, uh-huh. where they were saying, you have to prove the need for treatment. We want an intraoral photo. They suddenly got bombarded with intraoral photos. Because they said they were paying for the photo. They would pay for you to take the wand out, take a picture, and of course, that code was what, 25 yeah. bucks, maybe yeah. roughly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now what are they doing? They're oh, backing off? They're backing off. Plan limitations. Now it's at 50%, and there's a limit to the number that you can take of intro pictures. Absolutely. Yeah. Which, you know, I'm fine with. I don't, you know, if you take 20, you know, geez, bill for two. I mean, it's like, but we should bill for something. The cameras aren't free, your time's not free. And any time I heard an uh, office manager say, oh, we write it off as a courtesy to our patients. Yeah, well, uh, we're not writing your paycheck off as a courtesy to me. So, <laughs> you know, we need to charge for the things we do. But it's like, it, again, they hammered because back in the day we were teaching all of us that were out there lecturing on, on digital technologies. We were teaching people that they could charge D0350. That was in... It's in the CDT codebook, and now what insurance company, uh, again, here we go again, they spin the definition, and they call D0350 an orthodiagnostic code, and they'll pay on the code once. Who is that? Oh, um, almost all of them. Almost all of them now? Mm -hmm. Because it used to just be one insurance company. It's grown. Well, collusion. Uh, Collusion. There Mm -hmm. it goes again. Well, you guys, I'm telling you, it's frequency. And so the more, it's like, what, we... Do fillings, there's frequency. We do crowns, there's frequency. Are we going to have to do those for free pretty soon? You know what I mean? I'm just joking, kind of. Hope not. Well, of course, look how many crowns are being denied, and we're being told we can do a seven-surface composite filling on that or amalgam, and it doesn't need a crown. Well, and I think the takeaway away ultimately is look at the things that you used to be able to charge for that are now considered inclusive, their frequencies. I'm thinking of scaling and root planings now being only two quads. Yes, there are ways around it. <laughs> yeah. But but where is that line? That line has they've passed that line so long ago. And why is it that we haven't stood up and actually done something about it and said you're wrong? This is wrong. We need to do something. And that's what we've done for you guys in this uh, the 2021 legislative session here in the state of Utah. Uh, the American Dental Association is watching this very, very closely. If we win this battle, and I should we know this week? I think it's... We should know within the next... Week or two. Two weeks max. Two weeks max, but hopefully we'll know this week exactly how far we were able to take uh, what we were trying to do. We know we've won on two of the three topics, correct? Correct. We're just hoping for the third one. <laughs> so... Oh, what a sleepless month it's been. Um, but you know what? It, it comes right down to this, you guys. We have, we have to, to stand up for our profession and so that we can be paid fairly for what we do. And the thing that's really irritating me is how often we are seeing offices uh, will have denied insurance claims, but we teach you guys how to 
fire back and push back on those denied claims, and then you get paid for it. And I'm telling you, I'm just two inches away from starting to charge an administrative fee, and I think that's something that might come up next year or the year after that as a proposed uh, bill to say, look, because we know for a fact insurance companies are denying these claims on a routine basis because they know, they know that it, look how many, oh, here's a killer. How many offices get brand new office managers that haven't been through training and they see something come from the insurance company that says non-payable, non-billable, write it off, and they write it off, Trace. How Absolutely. many times do you see that? Oh, and more times than you can count. And it's the most frustrating thing to see somebody just willingly throw that money away. All that hard-earned work. Yeah, and the, you got team members. That's where your increased wages come from, your bonuses and docs. That, that's, that's where your money comes from. You can't be writing that off routinely. That's why when you guys read the EOBs, don't believe them. Know that you can push back peer-to-peer, whatever it takes. Do not let these guys walk all over you. And this is, again, one of the things we teach in our training. We teach you state laws. We know the state laws in multiple states, wherever our clients are at. We know what their state, what your state insurance commission, we know what, what, how, what their rules and regs are, and they give us information on how we can push back we teach you guys how to, how to file complaints against insurance companies. They can't bounce you from their program. If you file a complaint, it just costs them money, a lot of money. So the more we push back and the more we start taking our, our industry back the way it should be so we can practice dentistry, dentistry, dentistry so we can sound like Tweety Bird just then, so we can, <laughs> so we can practice dentistry the way we know we should practice it, until we do that, we're going to keep, keep getting uh, uh, a lot of pushback from these insurance companies trying to set the rules and regulations and trying to interpret new definitions on the CDT codes. So don't do it. Trace, any parting words for our listeners <laughs> this afternoon here? Parting words for all of you. I hope you were listening to that. I hope in a sense that you've stopped and reflected on those many times where an EOB has said limitations, write it off, not covered, non-billable, inclusive, bundling, all those words. We are fortunate enough that we've learned a lot over time. We can help you fight back with these guys. And I would say a majority of those examples we just gave, plus many that we didn't talk about today, we can get those paid by the insurance company. It's amazing. And if you, and if you can't get it paid by the insurance company, uh, charge your patient. They're the ones that are ultimately receiving the, uh, the services. Don't be afraid to charge them for what you do. I drives me nuts. Trace, hun, how many docs? Oh, it's our philosophy that, you know, if we can't bill the insurance, then we'll just write it off as a courtesy to our patients. Does that just drive you nuts? Absolutely. And then the team will turn to the doctor and say, where's my race? Where's my race? <laughs> well, you just, uh, you just watch got... that patient walk out the door with your yeah, race. Yeah, there, there went right your raise right out the door <laughs> when you decided to uh, take control of those finances there. Um, one more thing, uh, clarity and transparency. What, are we, what do we have in our bill that's going to help with clarity and transparency on that EOB? Ooh, what can I talk about? 
Uh, you can't. T- well, I can't. I don't know. Well, if we I can. can tell. We can say that we're battling for that. We can say that we're battling for clarity and transparency on the EOBs. And what's really cool, this is what was really good. Even our friends at Delta Dental realized that they need to change and they need to do something better. And other companies that are out there, it, there needs to be more clarity. So it's not like pointing at the dentist that you did something wrong. And all you office managers out there listening, you know exactly what's written on those EOBs. You know exactly what I'm talking about. It, it needs to, we need to hold them responsible for destroying the doctor-patient relationship of trust that we work so hard to build by the verbiage that they use on those EOBs. Correct? I, yes, I couldn't have said it better myself. Well, this is a, this is a fun topic, <laughs> frequency. Be watching for those things. Be watching for frequency uh, on the things that you do and start watching the insurance companies when they start pushing back on procedures that have frequency to them. That's when you need to get your state insurance commissioner involved, and that's when you need to get your association involved. Be proactive with your dental association, both state and the ADA. I'm a member. I'm happy to be a member. Uh, When you show some leadership and you show that you care and you show you want to do something and be proactive, that's the kind of members that these associations need. You don't have to say, what are they doing for me? They've done nothing. When, in fact, associations can do a lot for us. So I hope you guys all re-up who aren't re-upped, and uh, I hope you view things a little bit differently. They're not perfect. (laughs) The associations aren't perfect. We could go into a long uh, list of of things that we've experienced the last three, four months, but we'll hold it at that. But you know what? They try hard, and they're doing their best, too. Thanks, honey, for being with me on this, because it's always uh, good to get two points of view. It was super fun. For our listeners, we want all of you to know that if you're writing off a lot of uh, 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 procedures that you do, if you're writing off a lot of money, um, please hire us. Let us help you stop writing off. Let us teach you laws and insurance contracts. That's what we specialize in. Thanks so much for listening, you guys, and have a great day. Thank you for being with us today. To learn more about our guaranteed, no-risk clinical business of dentistry training that is changing dental practices for the better, just go to our website, mypracticemybusiness.com, and surf our pages for additional information about our company. When you're ready, give us a call and get scheduled for the best training you'll ever experience. Those are the words of our clients, not us. Our mission statement is simple. We increase the net revenue of dental practices with our key methods, tools, and training utilizing everyday need-based dentistry. We believe that there's never been a more important time than now for dentists to know what we know, and that is, one, how to compete with Retail America, two, how to be profitable with dental procedures, especially those performed on patients with dental insurance plans, three, how to place oral health care at the forefront of patients' discretionary spending, and four, how to ethically, legally, and morally be paid fairly for the services you provide. All of us here at My Practice My Business know exactly how to help you implement each of those talking points and more with our key methods, knowledge, and training. Our clients' testimonies say it all. If you enjoy our podcast, please leave us a five-star review. Thank you for listening, and we hope to see you soon at the My Practice My Business training facility 
located in the Salt Lake City, Utah area. If you have any questions, please don't hesitate to call us. Thank you again and have a fantastic day.